Hello, what is up? Rich Ryan here, Reinforced Running Podcast. Today we have a Torque Talk featuring Kelly Schweikart and Nick Riker. We talk about their experience at the Go Ruck Games, just going through all the events. We got, I mean, there was a little bit of coverage, kind of, but we got to just go through all the events and what, how they felt and, and how they were doing. Neither of them did make the final. We think Callie was somewhere in that 10 to 12 range, and Riker finished just at a top eight in ninth. So they were right in the mix, so it, it was fun to hear their experience there. So I think you will enjoy this conversation and and learn a lot about this event. So before we get into it, just a quick couple shout-outs to our Patreon members who are supporting the Athletes here at Torque, Brent Boggs, Brent George, Amy Remmer, XOXO, Dustin Needham, Kevin Gregory, Micah Dorfner, Kenny West, Ashley Reese, Frank Walsh, and AJ Vaist. Thank you guys so freaking much. We really appreciate this. It helps us a lot with the, getting this content out to you, and it's going to help the athletes here get to events and get and really help push that sport forward through uh, competition. So if you are interested in being a Torque supporter, you can use the link in the notes. You'll get some early access to some different content and some discounts on some on some products, uh, training products, and some swag. So take a look at that. Shouts to all you Patreon members. You guys freaking rock. Love ya. All right, here we go. Kelly Schweikart and Nick Rickard. All right, Callie Schweikart is here, and Callie, you are fresh off of the Go Ruck Games. You have a couple busy weeks, which I'm sure we will talk about the kind of like your race planning and, and everything you had in this. But going into this event, it was something that you uh, you applied to do, got in, and then the prep leading up to it was wasn't necessarily your your the focal point of your training, right? Um, yeah, so this was actually something that. Um my friend and roommate Johnny Luna Lima brought to my attention. He was like, have you heard of this? Um, because I feel like it would suit you really well. So he encouraged me to apply. I did got in and it was kind of like, well, this seems like a really opportun- good opportunity, just some something super fun and out of the range of what I've done before. Um, so I didn't want to pass it up, but I also didn't want it to completely take control of what I've been doing. Cause I have mm-hmm. other goals for the year that have been a priority and that I want to remain the priority. Um, so going into this, I kept up with strength work mainly through like the typical strength work. My coach Ian Hosick will program just general leg strength stuff, um, all different rep ranges. And then, uh, the high rock specific circuits that I've been including in my training, um, that do challenge, uh, your strength. I think, I think they're great for strength endurance. Um, and I thought that might translate to this event, um, but only, I think I only was able to squeeze in two rucks um, just to practice. And they were like 30 minutes each, but it was really just to get a feel of what the weight would be like on my shoulders. Um, and uh, that was my main goal with that, just to make sure that I knew a little bit of what I was in for, as opposed to like doing rucking all the time and working on getting faster at rucking. Um, it was more just familiarize yourself with it and then just see what you can do come the event. And if you're not going to be able to dedicate a ton of time and resources toward a, a training for something like this, at least being able to wrap your head around what that fatigue could potentially feel like, I think could just be beneficial, right? Like how it might like start to rub or how that fatigue does feel after five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 yep. minutes, like, like how that might feel if you're doing it for two hours or so. Yeah. Um, what was I, interesting <sighs> is I, I reached out um, to uh, Mark Gaudet in our group, um, 
for some advice. And that was basically exactly what he said. He, he was like, we, uh, you actually don't need to do as much rucking as you probably think you need to do, but um, expose yourself to it so that, you know, your shoulders, your traps can bear the load. Um, and then in talking to some other people, just knowing where to tape certain spots to prevent chafing, which I did and still chafed and my back hurts. So <laughs> that didn't quite work, but um, yeah, it was more just like, making sure I wasn't rucking for the first time on the first day. So right. that helped. <laughs> and another thing is that they were so secretive about this yep. that you could have been rucking for, for 800 meters or for 15 miles, right? Like right. there was no real idea. I mean, uh, I was, I was working with, with someone who uh, trying to put together a program for them. And like, we were put we were trying to like take the tea leaves and like put it all together. And, we figured it would be somewhere in that like 12 to 15 mile range, but they really didn't say because the, the time trial was what a five mile. Right. Yeah. The qualification thing was a run five miles. And what they weirdly did was do it with 20 pounds on your back for women, 30 pounds for men. And then we show up at the event and our rucks are 30 pounds for women, 45 for men. So um, here I am thinking, Oh, I'm the overachiever practicing with a 25 pound ruck. <laughs> so I get there and it's 30 and I'm like, okay, great. Nice. So you get there, you're, you're there for the, uh, national anthem. Uh, you know, there's, it's like been like a two day event, right? So you got a chance to see the festival area the day before on a Thursday. Uh, and then they have you show up pretty early at, do they, do, are you providing your own transportation or are they bus you to this spot? We were required to have our own transportation. Um, and yeah, basically it was, so Friday was the athlete check-in and we had all day to come check out the venue, practice on the obstacles. And then at 5 PM, they gave us a briefing, which really wasn't anything besides we got our ruck and we got our little goodie bag of things. And then they were like, okay, Oh, 600, you have to meet us at our headquarters tomorrow. Um, so that was 6 AM. We had to be at go ruck headquarters, which was about um, 15 miles from the venue. Um, and depending on where you were staying, it could be far from your Airbnb or what. Um, it was about a 30 minute drive for me and the people I stayed with. Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite early and that's all they told us. They didn't tell us anything about the first event really besides bring your ruck and meet us at 6am. Did you know Jacksonville is the largest geographic city in the country? Really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, not population-wise. So, yeah, so hmm. it could take an hour to drive across the freaking place. It is so yeah. big. It, it is <laughs> quite – It. I mean, it runs so much along the beach, which is a hint to <laughs> what yeah. we were going to be doing. Um, but, yeah, it was quite – they were really good about keeping things secret. I know that's hard to do, um, but really all of us were in the dark, which was cool. So you show up at 6 a.m., and it probably is still dark, mm -hmm. um, and it's their, their headquarters is on the beach Yes. Correct. Yes. It's about, we had to walk from their headquarters to the beach to start the ruck and it was probably a five minute walk. Oh yeah. So it's right there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first thing they make you get wet and Sandy, right? You're. Yep. Walked us right into the water and gave us a little pep talk and had us sing the national anthem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, if you didn't know before, go ruck is certainly a, a military inspired company yeah. uh the is there a branch of the military in particular uh, there is a navy base right there so all the uh people volunteering and running the event this weekend were all special forces um okay. so it, it, i'm not sure if there's a specific affiliation with one branch but um these guys were all special forces we were addressing them by like cadre ds cadre dan so 
um, it was interesting. I, I'd like to actually learn more about that because that scope of like military and all the divisions and stuff, I'm not too familiar with, but um, yeah, special forces was all their personnel. And, and I think that's an important point as well, right? Cause I think that they had a mixture of uh, military and non-military uh, type of athletes in there and you fall into the non-military in, right. experience in your, in, in your bucket. So uh, a lot of the things it wouldn't have been a surprise if a lot of things were just completely out of your wheelhouse and had never done before. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, not knowing what to train for and not wanting to totally come like revamp my training for this. It, I kind of just stuck to what I knew and then hoped that athleticism would help me out for most of it. Um, but yeah, there were definitely some elements that once we get into like the actual events, they're, they're kind of obscure and some were just super unfamiliar, but it was cool. So the first thing, do they, t like, they didn't necessarily tell you how long you were going to do no. that first long rock? Yeah. So they actually, they wouldn't allow us to wear watches, GPS, heart rate straps, anything um, to prevent us from knowing the distance the whole time. And basically what they said was, okay, line up on the beach. Um, you're going to go for an undisclosed distance out until we tell you to turn around. Um, and the, ca the caveat was the leader of this race, um, has to carry this flag. And this flag was made of a, uh, it was an American flag tethered to a barbell that had had its ends chopped off. So it probably weighed 25 to 30 pounds. Um, and the leader had to carry it. So if you wanted to make a pass on the leader, you had to take the flag. And so we started and um, we're all kind of just kind of shuffling, kind of running. We're keeping it conversational because we don't know how long we're going to go. And pretty soon the lead pack forms and we're already rotating, holding the flag. It was kind of just a unspoken understanding. Like we're all taking turns with this thing. But at the same time, we were like, how is someone going to win here? Because the leader is the limiter and um, the leader could refuse to give up the flag if, if they're about to win yeah. or like you can only go as fast as the leader and the leader is going to be the slowest holding this flag. So um, we were confused until um, we saw eventually we had all started at the same time. And eventually we saw the guys coming back at us and there was no flag anymore. Mm. So they had made the men drop the flag at the turnaround point and they made us do the same. And then it was a race back to the finish. So you think that was a way to simply cause confusion? I, you know, I think it was a way to test a few different things at once. So um, the flag, we, so we had our 30 pound rocks on for the women. And then you had the added element of holding this flag. So you're probably running with a good, especially with your hydration and everything. You're probably running with like 60 pounds on you for women if you're holding the flag. Um, and I think... Uh, it, it was a good physical test. I found the way out rotating, holding the flag was a lot easier than just straight running back with just your ruck on. Mm -hmm. But some people found the reverse, like they couldn't wait to get like stop holding the flag because it was very heavy. And it was almost like an interval workout at that point when you, when you're holding the flag and then you're not holding the flag. But I think they were also harping on the idea of like integrity and teamwork in the military. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, and I actually, I shared about this today on um, Instagram, but it was one of the most like, memorable moments of the weekend was the lead pack we formed with Katie Knight, um, Alyssa Holly, Bridget Brown, me and Chris Roglowski. And as soon as we all were running together, it was immediate, like, okay, now it's my turn to take the flag. Okay. Give me the flag. Like you've, you've held it for long enough. And there was no, at that point we were competitors, but we were more a team and it was like the coolest feeling. And, um, just, uh, 
Alyssa joked, we're going to call it the sisterhood of the traveling flag. <laughs> it was just so cool. It was um, something I was not expecting. It, it was just um, a really inspiring moment. So I think there was that element of just giving us an experience and kind of uh, shedding light on almost military like teamwork and camaraderie. Um, and then, then there was the added competition of like, okay, where's your fitness at? Because when you turn around, it's just you and you're running as fast as you can back to the start. Yeah. And integrity is a good way to put it. Right. Cause like, you don't want, like you could easily look at someone like a Katie Knight who didn't end up being the eventual winner and be like, this person's awesome at ultras. She's obviously strong. It's like, let's just let her carry it. But right. when you're, when you're all in it together, it's like, no, I want to make this, as even as possible. Like I wouldn't want to be stuck with that. So you shouldn't be stuck with that. Like let's, let's try to make it a fair uh, race when it comes time to go. Absolutely. And it, the men, it wasn't like they were different. They ended up doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Most of the lead pack, like shared and carrying the flag. There was no like just letting one person have it. And I know on the women's side, there were a couple of competitors who um, kind of stayed back so that they weren't in the lead pack and didn't carry the flag. And then were able to push harder towards the end. And, that's a strategy. Like I, I get that for sure. Um, I just, for me, I felt like I wanted to be a part of that mix. I did. We didn't know the rules to start. So um, who knows if they would have made us carry the whole, the flag the whole time. I don't know how that would have worked, but I wanted to be in the lead if that was happening. Um, yeah. So that's why I went and um, yeah, I, I don't regret the decision to go. I don't think saving myself and not holding the flag would have been nearly as rewarding. And um, it was just an extremely, extremely cool experience so once the flag gets dropped at uh, approximately six miles or whatever mm-hmm. it is uh is it is it on is it like does someone is there a move made right away or are you guys all still kind of you know, yeah so it, it had to have been an hour yeah right? no um and we had no concept of time or mileage at this point we were only told the distance at the end um but what happened when we turned was and i was trying to gauge um how everyone was feeling in that lead pack that I mentioned, just based on breathing, based on who was talking and not. And I knew Bridget Brown was going to be a problem. She was super comfortable, um, barely breathing heavy on the way out. And she's the one who started hot on the way back with me and Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris had fallen off a couple miles before the turnaround point. Um, and Katie uh, seemed strong, but she, she just seemed a little more fatigued. So I was thinking Bridget would be the one to take it out fast on the way back. And then it was, she, it was me, her and Alyssa for a little bit. Bridget sort of started to drift away, but was still in sight. And then it was me and Alyssa. And then I dropped Alyssa for a bit. So it was kind of like, at that point, people put moves on. It was separation right from the gun. We didn't all stay together. Um, but there were lead changes after that, just based on like, who paced themselves right, who didn't get extremely overheated. Um, Hint, it was not me. But (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, so it it was interesting. It was a fun race. So you ended up finishing fifth. I did. So so Bridget seemed to pull away, Mm -hmm. and then it was Alyssa, right? So actually, um, Amanda Nadu came in second. So she oh, was she one made, of the ones she who, made one of the big push. Okay. Yes, she took it slower on the first half and really pushed on the second half. Alyssa held third. Tara Jackson did the same as Amanda Nadu. Um, ran slower on the way out, came in hard on the way back. Whereas I was holding second till probably like three miles to go, and uh, I was honestly happy that I didn't feel like hotter and worse sooner, but it became pretty clear that this was going to be a struggle to the finish line. And it was like, I was feeling good until I really wasn't. And then I was like, I am so hot. Um, 
I literally like someone caught me at the finish line because I was like falling over. Um, but it it was it was a really cool um, test of mental. I I wanted to quit so bad. I was kind of freaking out about how long it was taking to get (laughs) because like you didn't know like if that was gonna it could have been it could have kept going past where you started yeah and I was I was really nervous that um once we got to the finishing arch which I could see for probably the last half hour of the race but it did not get any closer for (laughs) so long I was like a mirage but um I was so nervous like true to go rock military they were gonna be like okay, you've crossed the finish line. So turn around, do it again, or like turn around and go do like 500 burpees or something. And that right. would have been, um, I don't want to know <laughs> what happened. Um, Cause I was pretty much dead to the world at that point. Cause again, we're not sure what they're going to do. And I, I thought that leading, I was like, maybe they're just going to kill these people <laughs> <laughs> just to like kind of prove their point, which, right. which, uh, um, luckily they didn't, they kept it a little bit more in, uh, competitive structure yes. than they could have, right. They could have done, done like straight up death race style, stupid Spartan stuff that, that, that pops up here and there. Uh, so you get about, what'd you get about five hours to go back, chill, eat, We rest. had, um, it was closer by the time we got back to our Airbnb, we had about six. Um, nice. so overall we had about seven because by the time, time we were moving, stopping and then moving again there was about seven hours in between which we were all like stoked on we thought it was going to be like an all-day thing with no rest um so that was a great little reset we all got some food got out of the sun got cleaned off that kind of thing how are you feeling after the the finish are you feeling like yeah are, are you happy with where you were or i was really happy it was mixed feelings because with the overall result i was very happy but knowing what went on during the race, I was kind of bummed that I lost three spots to- closer to the end. Yeah. Um. Just, but I was also super happy with the way out and how in control I felt and how great I felt and how great I felt until like things just kind of shut off. Um. So that was just really encouraging to me. Um. And to be a- to finish ahead of some people that like in the back of my mind are big threats. Um. That I was nervous about. Like. Um. Katie came in right behind me. And then there was Corinna and Chris Roglowski behind that. Like, those are people I'm looking up to and looking at and being like, oh, like they're going to be really tough to beat. So to do that, I was really proud of myself um, because they're phenomenal athletes. So I was overall very happy. Um, And once I got cooled off after the, like we were able to go sit in the water and like chill. The water was beautiful. And then get back to the house and eat. My body felt great besides the chafing, um, and like the blisters on my feet, uh, mm. which I was really happy with. I was worried I was going to be like crazy sore, completely dead legs, but that was not the case. It really, I think came down to the fact that I just got really, really hot. Yeah. That's something now that I also live in Colorado, I could see how it's hard to feel heat now. <laughs> yeah, it it's- is. And I've just always struggled with it, even growing up in the Northeast. And I hate using it as an excuse, but um, I have never ever performed to my best in the heat well people oh. have different sweat rates and their mm-hmm. the, the the volume of sweat, like what their how, how salty this sweat, like there it's a real thing and it takes yeah. about two weeks to truly acclimate to increase your sweat rate so you can increase your cooling rate and you had zero of that it was probably like 30 degrees the day when you left your house yeah pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. um so that that was that was tough uh but some people like 
the way they handled it is, is handle it is pretty incredible. I know a lot of people were saying they felt pretty beat down by the heat. Everyone wanted to get out of the sun. So that added a different element to the whole competition. Right. Where, you know, someone like Bridget Brown lives in like Tampa or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's, she's definitely like in a warmer climate for sure. Um, and she seemed unfazed, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great showing on her end. And yeah, I could imagine that the, that, that was a bit of a confidence booster and, and that the, the scoring, like you lost those two spots, but you really only lost like three points because right, it wasn't weighted at all. Right. Yeah. So. No, it was like literally your place was the points you earned and lowest score is in the lead. Um, so I was happy to start off with um, five points and uh, yeah, I, I just, especially I was just nervous because I had not done any long duration rucking and I knew from the two short rucks that I did that I really enjoyed it and like felt like I could be really good at it. But this was kind of the proof that I could be. Um, and it was really, really fun. So you get about six, seven hours, uh, still told nothing, right. That you're not, that, like no idea what the events are going to be. You have to get back right. to, uh, the venue, uh, yep. Sandlot at 4 PM. So you, you get there and then what, and then the, the next two events are two, just like every one of these events, the first day, they're all monostructural events, right? It's one thing for each, like it was a ruck. Then the second event was uh, a sandbag toss. And then a- So they they paired it where the second and third event, they they introduced at the same time and they split it up so that men would do one, women would would do the other, and then we'd switch. Um, And these two events were this weighted sandbag toss and the sandbag was light. I think it was 13 pounds for women and 18 pounds for men. And I would describe it as how you see a shot putter set up where there's a platform and they're just trying to throw it as far as possible, except this was an overhead behind the back sandbag toss where you're facing away from where you're throwing and you kind of do like a dramatic kettlebell swing and throw it over your head to see how far you can get it. It's like if you've seen a strongman competition where they'll take like the mini kegs and throw them up over a high wall, Mm. only instead of height, you were doing for distance. Yes. Really, really a funny motion, like a behind a, a reverse soccer throw, right? Yeah. It was a yeah. forward soccer throw. Oh, that would have been great. That would have been, that <laughs> or like been a it. goalkeeper throw, you know, the distribution kind of thing. But, uh, oh, I would have loved that. Uh, but this was something I had never tried before, along with a lot of the other people. Uh, we did get like two practice throws each. It was just really quick. Um I'm looking back now and watch some of like the coverage they got on the men and the men somehow caught on or someone told them that uh, holding it so that the, the bag had a little handle and most of the women held it horizontally to their body so that the wide part of the bag was facing them. But the uh, men, a lot of them held it vertical so that the narrow part of the bag was facing them. And then when they threw it, it rolled a lot farther versus just slamming into the ground. I would have totally done that had I thought of it. And if you're thinking about from the swing, if it's like the, like was the handle vertical and then the bag would be, was it like a pancake bag or was it a circle? The, the handle was parallel to the bag. So the wide, the handles uh, width was in line with the bags width. It wasn't like a kettlebell where it could be opposite, you know? Right. It's um, not a ball at the bottom. No, it was like a flat kind of pancake. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, like if you're holding the horizontal, like you're probably creating more resistance against the bag as you're swinging it up. That's true too. Lips. You turn it the other way. It's going to cut through, um, making it probably a little bit faster. Yep. I wish it was heavier, like a two handed throw. Too. 
it seems silly to be like a because I mean a shot put is between I get a big sixteen and twenty pounds. Yeah. It's a ball and it's in one hand. You shoot throw it with one hand, right? You yeah, you shot it. It's not a, uh, like a hammer throw or something like that where you're actually using momentum would be much heavier. Um, and in line with the rest of the competition, it felt like why not make it heavier because yeah. their weights that they use for other things were pretty heavy with all things considered. So I think that would have been a better test of strength. It would have like it would have been, I think, less awkward because you tried to get like a really good generation of power from your hips, but it felt like you didn't need to use your hips with this really light weight. And obviously right. you could, and it benefited you, Probably but should. you almost couldn't put as much into it. it and like, it's like, uh, I saw some people throwing it and like, really you need to have like triple extension through like your hips, knees and ankles. Right. And like finishing high, a lot mm-hmm. of people seemed like they were like throwing it flat footed, right. Because you probably didn't feel like you didn't need to get that full huge jump. Right. Um, kind of silly, but it's also one of those things. that's like, if they wanted to really make it like how CrossFit games, like unknown and unknowable, like, yeah, sure. Like this is a movement that nobody has ever done. Yeah. <laughs> There's no advantage. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was kind of just like laughing about it. Like, okay, here we go. And we were all pretty much new to it. So that was fun. Um, and then they paired that with, uh, while we, the women started with that, the men started with the weighted pull-ups, which was the, downfall of my competition um i the women had to put on a 10 pound vest and the men had to put on a 20 pound vest and it was however many max pull-ups you can do um you can hang on the bar in between as long as you want you can shake out one hand at a time as long as you do not let go from the bar or drop from the bar um and it's max reps and um as soon as they mentioned the word pull-up i knew i was in trouble so um it was like uh I think we lined up and I think Cole Schwartz won it for the men with like 29 with a 20 pound weight vest. on. That's crazy. Insane. Um, and then we get to the women and most women are knocking out. I was impressed with a lot of them. A lot of them were knocking out 10 to 15. And then I think the high scores were at or close to 20 something. Wow. Um, who was that? Uh, so one of them who did really well was Maddie Jones. She made the top eight. And she's, um, I think she's, she got... Uh... I think she was close to 20. She was really, she, she had a CrossFit type build. Um, and she did well in the farmer's carry as well, I believe. And I think she has participated in some DECA stuff. Like she has one of the top DECA strong times this year. I would believe that for sure. She's, I think she comes from CrossFit. So, okay. So, So she was one of the top ones. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, um, in the, in the toss, I think I got middle of the road. Uh, th- this was the weird, the one thing they ran everything so well, but they did not, they were not transparent about scoring. Um, they did say that you were going to get a point for your placing in each event, but they didn't give us our placing in each event. So we really had no idea where we stood until the second day came and they announced some stuff. Um, but as far as I could tell, just watching other girls, I feel like I was middle of the road for the throw. Um, and then I was probably second or third to last in the pull-ups. I got four. Um, <laughs> but considering I I couldn't do weighted pull-ups probably last year, um, that's something I've been working on like most days of the week. So I, I knew what I was getting coming into that one. And yeah. that's on me. That's just a weakness of mine. Well, it's like there's events that are going to be – a showing of well-rounded fitness. And then there's ones that are just going to put you at a mechanical disadvantage. Like mm-hmm. the taller you are, the longer your levers you are. You're, you're probably one of the tallest athletes in that field. I was definitely the largest woman for sure. Um, and like out like was taller than a lot of the guys too, but yeah, um, right. 
yeah, so it, that doesn't help for sure. Um, no. And then you look at like the other events we'll talk about and one of them was like right up my alley. So right. um, it definitely evens out. Too. It evens out some, right? Like that they yeah. are. The, and I think that they did do a good job of kind of giving some people like tossing certain athletes bones at, at different points yeah. to kind of keep them in it. That is one thing with not being uh, transparent about the scoring. And it's just like my problem with all these things that happen. It's just that like the people in charge are just not athletes. Yep. You know, and like, and, and like we said, these are mil- these are military inspired events and these are, are, are uh, the leadership of these events are, are I'm sure are people who've been in the military. And so they had that type of mindset where it's like, Oh, it doesn't like, you shouldn't worry. This shouldn't be in your, but like athletes don't think like, we're very cerebral. Mil- don't, don't that. think like soldiers, <laughs> right? No, like, no. so it's like a different thing and i guess it's like you know we're, you're at the go right game so maybe you should expect that but it's still just like then why is it, why are you having a competition and then that's why they don't have competitions right this is the first yeah. time I've ever done anything like that. and you know? what made me nervous too um is that nick Riker had found out that they somehow marked him last coming into the from the 12 mile ruck when he came in 15th so at first he was marked with like 41 points or something for that event when he should have only had 15 so um he found out at the end of the um, qualifiers that he was actually in ninth place overall. So it didn't affect him. It's not like he was in the top eight and didn't get to compete in the top eight, but um, he was ninth instead of whatever they had him as. So that just makes me nervous in terms of what other mistakes were there, especially when I showed up the second day and they started announcing scores. And when they put us in order of where we were, I think I was in like 13th or something. And everyone looked at me like, why is that the case? Cause there were, events that I, two that I did very well in a couple that I did decent in one that I did poorly in. Um, so it was just a little bit, and I'm not saying by any means that they made a mistake, but I would just have wanted to see just to yeah. like have that confirmation. And that's probably why they didn't show it. Just so they didn't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not, we're not talking to anybody about this just to make it easier on themselves. Yeah. So after that was the mile rock. I believe so. Yes. That was um, the, run one mile with and this is what's cool about it everyone wore the same weight men and women so we all got 20 pound plates to put in our rucks and then we had to put an 80 pound sandbag on our shoulders and run a mile with it was it like a rec bag what kind of sandbag it was, was it? um yeah i would say it's like a rec bag it was it was like a tubular sandbag okay um, not like like zippers and handles all over it just no no it just had like the cloth handles that you could clean it up onto your shoulders or like hug it get it up there um and yeah, they, they made a little track within the venue. So it was actually, um, a cement like sidewalk track that had a little uphill and a little downhill each time. So that added a little bit of an interesting element to it. Um, but that was like, I love that. As soon as they announced that, I was like, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I can do this really well. Um, and you look at it in its proportions, right? So that weight for me, 100 pounds on me is um closer to two-thirds of my body weight it's actually a little under two-thirds whereas for some women that there that was their full body weight so that's something for me that right. i'm like okay bring it on right where someone like like bridget who did well in the longer rock like donated pound sandbag on on her she's not she's fairly slight um, yeah yeah and, and that, she was that showed the results me. yeah yeah she was she was nervous she was like 
if I put this down, I'm not gonna be able to get up again, get it up again. And I was like, you don't, you won't need to put it down. And then afterwards, (laughs) uh, cause she wasn't sure she just hadn't carried anything that heavy before. And I was like, you like pause with it if you need to like take a breather, but you don't have to put it down. And then she didn't put it down. And she was like, you were right. But um, I was just really impressed with some of the smaller women who completed that. Like Ashley Lorraine, for example, is a, mm. is a Spartan racer in, in the scene. And she, that had to be, if not all of her body weight, most of her body weight. And she, she got through it. She did the whole thing. Um, so yeah, for me, it was, it was, we kind of just went out and um, Alyssa and Amanda went out fast. And then I was right there and pretty quick into the first lap, I passed Amanda and just hung on Alyssa's shoulder um, until the end. And she got, I think she ended up getting me by probably like seven to 10 seconds by the end of it. Um, But I was really, really pleased with how that one went. The, and they started you in, it seemed like they started you in order of how you did in the, in the long run. Yes. We got to position ourselves in the start corral based on how we did in the ruck. Nice. That's great. Yeah. As, as opposed, cause that would have been a bummer if they, cause you probably would have been somewhere in the middle after the pull-ups. Um, yep. so it would have yeah. been a bummer to have to start kind of in the middle and Agreed. work your way through it. So I'm glad it was congested too. Cause they started pretty much everyone at once. And, um, they, it was kind of weird. They said to pass, go on the right. Um, because on the inside was grass and they didn't want to like hurt the venue grass, but, people don't always pay attention. So there would be people kind of like hanging out in the middle of the sidewalk and you're like bumping sandbags with them and trying to get around them. And so it was a little bit congested, congested um, and chaotic, but um, it was, it was so much fun. I've never like, I fin- was the middle of lap two and I realized that I was trying to breathe and I couldn't stand up or get my shoulders up enough to take a deep breath <laughs> um, because the sandbag was so heavy. So it was really like a, just grit it and go. And by the end I was like, grunt. I'm not like a, a vocal work like person when they work out. And I was just like grunting and like <laughs> trying to breathe. It was, it was kind of pretty ridiculous, but awesome. Pretty sweet pain face pick. Oh got. God. <laughs> like I said, I'm never going to live that down. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm happy they got it, but everyone was, <laughs> they were like, Oh my God, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it it was just so real. Yeah. Right. Oh it's gosh. like, you weren't trying to act like, like some people, they come across the start line and spill to the ground. And it's like these theatrics and that yours were, there was no theatrics. It was, <laughs> it was real. I promise. Yeah. Um, I'm not one to be dramatic. And if you watch the video too, it was fun to look back on the video to see if like, I looked like I, I was in as much pain as I was, but I'm literally like, my legs look like they're about to give out. The guy's trying to get the sandbag off my back. I look like I'm lost. I look like I have no clue where I actually am. I'm just looking around like, someone please save me. And the, he, like, drags the sandbag off my bag, my back. I fall to the ground, but I'm in the way of the people. So this woman is like, you need to move over. And I literally just do a roll on the <laughs> ground to get to the side and lay there with this rucksack, like, pulling my neck back and just, like, tried to breathe. <laughs> it was a mess. As always, the worst, like at the end of a race, where it's like, keep moving, keep moving. It's yeah. Like, I barely, can, I, could not. I can't stand. Like, I, I was can't incoherent, move. Yeah. for sure. Um, so, after that was then the, so this is the, that was the fourth event of the day mm-hmm. then. And then you moved into what looked to be a farmer's walk with a, yes. with a, um, a ruck on. 
max distance farmers walk and we had to put in our initial ruck rates again. So women had 30 again, men had 45 on their backs. And then women were tasked with holding a 40 pound sandbag in each hand. Men had a 60 pound in each hand. Um, and you were to walk back and forth on a set, um, on set lines on their grass field until you could no longer go. So it was a kind of a strategic one in that you could start off real hot and try to get distance really fast, but are you going to be fatigued and out of breath to the point where your grip will fatigue faster than do you start off super slow and just slowly gain ground over time? Cause you can go for forever. Time doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, it was just how much distance can you cover before you have to drop these bags? What it, Cause yeah, I was thinking about that too. Um, and I think I would approach it a specific way, but not really knowing if there's a, better way than others like how did you do it what did you decide i i aired more towards the slower side i didn't want to beat my legs up more i know from high rocks when you run with heavy weight in a farmer's carry it's a pounding on your legs and it fatigues your legs so kind of thinking okay my legs are already kind of dead from what we've been doing um who knows what we'll get to do tomorrow but also i didn't want to be in like the pain cave early like cardiovascularly and then like, just want to be, cause once you hit that point where you're just breathing really hard and everything burns, you really want to be done. So I kind of took the, don't go out super slow, but, um, kind of moderate your, like keep it under control and then you'll slow down when your grip starts fatigue, but at least you're not like struggling to breathe, you know? Yeah. I would have done the opposite. I think I, cause I, I, that is a, I can't hold on for that long. And I, okay. I've never tested how different, how long my grip would hold up at different intensities. Yeah. This, right. this is also one where I would get a little nervous about the scoring because judges were assigned to multiple people. And I just imagine doing that myself and keeping track of who's hit the turnaround, how many times it's not like we were all going together. Um, right. So like I could have covered two lengths of the field when the person next to me could have covered one. And um, I, I think I finished in the top third of the field for this. I actually hoped I would do better. I just found my grip on my right side for some reason, fatiguing faster than I expected. Um, but I was just curious about how they managed scoring that because I know like people I was next to and were going at the same pace as me could have covered one less length than I did or vice versa. So it was interesting in terms of how they set that up, but also like, it was really cool. It was a good, like something different. Yeah. Um, who won that event? Uh, Alyssa. She, Alyssa crushing. She it. Yes. She put like, it looked like she was putting everything into that. And um, Hunter on the guy's side, he didn't win it. A guy named Olaf won it. Who was like, super oh, Olaf cool. won that one too. Uh, Olaf he, won that he one. won. He won the overhead hole yeah. too. I think he um he did and he came in like fifth in the ruck um like oh, the wow. long ruck um so he was a really phenomenal competitor there. But um Hunter, for example, what it looked like he was going to drop like three minutes before he actually dropped. People were in like a zone where they just looked like they were going to explode their faces like on fire. And then they would just keep going. It was really cool to watch. It's one of those things. I mean, it is just like a dead hang, right? It's like, you could, you could probably keep going like one second more. Yep. Like for a long time. Like there was a, the guy who just like rogue just did a dead hang challenge. Dude hung on for an hour. 
Look, wow. Just chilling on a bar. I'm sure he's a rock, like a probably awesome oh rock climber, but still like, it's like this, it's like a pain. It's, yep. more like, it's like, it's like a signal. It's like, Hey, you should probably like go, but like, it's not so intense that like you just give out. Right. So that's yeah, a painful one. Yeah, it, it was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, I would have maybe, I really don't know why. Usually my left side, if anything, is weaker. So I was curious as to why my right hand had fatigued. But um, that would be one where I'd like maybe switch up my grip a bit, um, try a different strategy of covering more ground faster. I'm not sure. But it, it was a good one. I liked it. And then the last one of the day was the overhead, an overhead hold. hold. So how heavy was that sandbag? Women was 60, men were 80, I believe. And okay. uh, I was honestly... One of the parts I was most nervous about, we had 10, we were given 10 seconds from the buzzer um, to go uh, to get it up over our heads. And um, I am the first to admit that my clean is terrible. I don't do that. And I struggled with it when we did it in college for soccer. And it was just always awkward. Um, so I was really nervous that I was not going to be able to get the bag overhead within 10 seconds. I knew I could get 60 pounds over my head, but it was a matter of like technique. Luckily, that wasn't nearly as like heavy or hard as I thought. Um and then it was a matter of you literally just had to keep it from touching your head. So you could hold it overhead. Your arms could be bent as long as the sandbag is not touching your head. Okay. Um, and it was a matter of who could hold it the longest. Um, I personally surprised myself in that one. I thought that would be a weaker one of mine. And I think, I again, they didn't give us full placements. My estimate was top 10 for that one. Um, and I know my time was three minutes something. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, no, I was happy with it, especially like I don't do much overhead work or like strict upper body lifting work at mm -hmm. all besides like working on my pull ups. But um, the, some of the women like put out like Kate, Katie won that one. And she it was interesting. She um, she chose to wear a belt, which was allowed. Um, I don't own a belt, so I didn't really have that option. But I was wondering, like, how much that plays a role in things. I personally didn't find my core feeling really bad. Um, it was more just like shoulder fatigue. And then if you didn't have it right on your wrists, your wrists kind of like fold back and you can't quite get them back up again. So, mm -hmm. um, eventually the sandbags just getting like lower and lower on your wrist. Um, and so wrist wraps may have actually been a better wrist wraps would have been huge. I think, um, yeah. I, I don't think anyone wore those probably cause they just didn't have them. Why would you bring them? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Belts. I mean, the only thing I could think of is that like sometimes if a thoracic is really tight, your lower bot, your like lower back can really kind of arch mm -hmm. when holding overhead. And maybe that can be bothersome, but I don't know. Cause usually you breathe into the belt to create right. stability when you're lifting right. something heavy. I don't know how that would help. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more the grip strategy on that. Some people like literally held it like this in their hands, like as if their hands formed a table for the bag to sit on versus uh. I took it with, um, my hands, my wrists into the straps, and then they kind of just folded backward as the weight got heavier and heavier. Yeah, I think, I think um, that's the move. Yeah, that 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 would be if I I would have been bummed if I to see that one just because I know that's such a hard position for myself because mm. of the thoracic and like anything overhead isometric is just hard. And so. this is what's cool is like you had Alyssa who had dominated for most of the day. She won the mile. She came in, uh, like top three in the ruck. She, uh, she did well in the pull-up. She was top three in the farmer's carry. So, but that was one where, um, she, she dropped before I did. And I was super surprised. And then I talked to her after and she was like, yeah, overhead's just never been a strength of mine. No. Um, so it was really interesting to see who did what well. Yeah. 
Yeah, then you get a guy like Olaf, who yeah. probably has done cross. Maybe he's a gymnastics background, right? Because someone with that type of background would do really well. I'm surprised Maddie. Did Maddie Jones do really well too? I think she did. I think she was up there. The other, the second place girl, Katie, was named Jess. Um, she looked like she had a big CrossFit background. She told me she does run like OCR stuff. But yeah, your background will play a huge role. Imagine like being named Olaf and like it's cool for like 30 years of your life and then Frozen comes out and then all oh of a sudden God, you're, like, you're, you're the snowman guy. Literally can't think of anything else. <laughs> no, it's impossible. Good character. Oh, still, best like, character. Great character. I like the moose too. The moose, the moose cracks. Me oh, Sven. 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 <laughs> yeah. Big Sven, Sven fan. Uh, so that was the end of the day. Th- did it wrap up around what? Six or seven? It was actually close to 8 PM that okay. wrapped up. Yeah. They had us out there for a while and then they were like, okay, report back here at 10 AM. So we didn't have the super early start to the next day, which was nice. Were you expecting to see obstacles the first day? We were all talking about this. So, um, we hypothesized about it and um, we saw on the the schedule for the festival, not for the athletes. Cause we didn't get a schedule. Um, the festival had like uh, a note about the Savage course being an event sometime on Sunday morning. So we were all expecting to be run through the obstacles at some point on Sunday, but we couldn't decide whether we thought it was going to be all of us or just the top eight, because right. logistically speaking, that's a lot of people to run through an obstacle course. It turns out they did it and it worked pretty well. Um, they, we got there at 10 AM the next morning and um, they said, you're going to be running. Well, they announced our pecking order pretty much who was in what spot by the end of the first day's events. Um, and then based on that, you were to line up in two. So one and two were next to each other, three and four, five, six, seven, eight, and so on. And uh, you were run through this obstacle course, the Savage Urban Obstacle Course, it was called. Um, and it was a stagger start. So the first two went. And once you cleared a certain checkpoint, the next two went and so on and so forth. And then your time was taken to determine your place. Mm-hmm. Um, and the course itself was really, really cool. Savage, I've never done one before, and they were so organized and on top of things in their designs, you could tell they put so much thought into this, but it was a, literally a U, and we started with these, like, hurdles that we jumped over into a slip wall type thing where you climb a rope to get over, into, on the outward portion, anchors away, which is that swinging one where you hook the rings on something. Yes, similar to Gibbons. Um, Then into... uh, a tire thing where you lay down and pedal, pedal to the pedal metal. to the metal. Yeah. Um, and you drag a tire towards you on a, on a rope, drag that tire back. Once you're done with your hands, continue on to the basketball one. The, um, you shoot oh, the yeah. ball into the hole. It's like a corn scorn hole. Yeah, yeah. Um, then yank my chain, <laughs> which is like their version of the Herquist. Yep. Then some walls, like an inverted wall. Um, then wheel world where it's like spinning wheels, um, moving forward. Then their savage rig with the cheese board. Mm-hmm. Then um, me- uh, Omega, which was a huge warped wall thing with yep. ropes. Then you would come back down that wall and turn around and do the whole thing in reverse. But they had a separate lane where the first lane out was all technical obstacles. The inside lane on the way back was their speed course. So they had laid it out where the same rig setup. Um, had their multi-rig on one side and then um, Sawtooth, their monkey bars right, on the other right. side. So we came back and did Sawtooth. Then we did a low rig that had been planted next to Wheel World. And it's connected again, but just different lanes. Cool. Um, 
Then the walls again, he yanked my chain, scorn hole uh, the second time. Then a low wire crawl. Then a rope to wall to rope. Then you climb back up the slip wall thing and slide down the slip wall with the rope over the barriers back to the start. It was really, really well done. Um, And their rule was uh, they had a judge following every single contestant and any obstacle you had two attempts. And after those two attempts, it was a one minute penalty, which was a point of contention because personally uh, hearing that I knew that I was not going to attempt the savage rig. I had tried it in practice on Friday. I struggled with the cheese board. I ripped my hand on it. And I knew that probably the time it took to get me through that rig would be like maybe 45 seconds if I made it. And then my grip would be fatigued. So I took that penalty and did everything else. Did you have to give it like a, like a, a like an attempt or could you just be like, Phew. you had to touch it. So it, they were very much like, they didn't even say you need to give it an honest attempt. It was, you just need to make sure that you touch the thing. So I went up to the first ring and touched it. Well, how long did it take for the top competitors to get the, who won that one on the, uh, I think Chris Roglowski got Chris? the top time for that. Yeah. Um, and watching her do the rig in practice, it probably takes her 25, 30 seconds. Uh, I meant the full course. Oh, full course. She did. She got, uh, on, I think five fifty. So, I mean, a minute is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely it made less of a difference for like, like there were people finishing with times of like 15 or more, I think um, with penalties and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was, I was eight something, um, which I, I just was nervous about. I'm very much a methodical person when it comes to like obstacles. I don't think about efficiency. I just think about getting through them. Right. So this challenged you to think about efficiency. Um, and I just didn't want to make any other slip up. So to get through, like, I didn't try the rig because I just didn't think it would be worth it. But to get through everything else and, like, first try and just do it, I was happy with. Um, but it definitely opens my eyes to, like, how to be more efficient, how to get faster. Um, but I think overall, like, I think someone was looking at the master list they had from the judges. And I didn't get to see that whole thing. But they had told me that my time in terms of, like, relative to everyone else was, like, closer to a top time. Nice. Um, so I was happy with it. Um, but it wasn't enough to get me into the top eight, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you didn't have any idea of like where I know. All... Yeah. And like, what would, what would be necessary to achieve right. that? Um, and the top eight just look, the events look so fun and so much more up my alley than like the pull-ups. Um, like they were back to the events from the day prior, like the roughing stuff and the strength cardio stuff. Um, so I was bought. I thought the entire event was going to be like what day two was like, where it was going to be almost like Metcon stuff, some yes. heavy, some light, some long, we some all short. Um, so like, yeah, the monostructural stuff, is like a little more boring for sure. Yeah. Uh, but also like a decent test, you know? Like yeah, no, I mean, and I mean, they said it wasn't well-rounded athletes. So yeah, for sure. And like the athletes that were at the top, I was like, Oh, okay. Like this, this these make sense for the most part. Right. Right. Um, so overall, like, how are you feeling about the experience about like your, uh, your lead up, your, uh, like your effort during it? How are you feeling in general? Um, I wouldn't have traded that for the, it was so much fun. Um, like it's something I definitely want to do again. And they've already announced that they're back in Jacksonville next year. Oh, Um, sweet. Yeah. And I would absolutely love to put that on my radar because, um, 
I feel like I found almost like a hidden talent in like rucks and moving heavyweight for a long time um, that I thought I, I had an inkling that I could be good at, but like this showed me that I could be good at it. Um, I, I feel like training for that event will motivate me to continue get be- to get better at like pull-ups and things like that. Um, but just the whole experience with the flag carrying on the first day, the, um, the whole unknown element of it, like we were also in the dark and it was just really fun. And we were like, well, we literally can't stress because we have no idea what they're going to throw at us. Um, and the overall tests of athleticism that they put us through, I thought it was a really great concept. Um, and I was happy with my fitness, how my fitness felt coming into it and how I performed in like more of the aerobic style events. Um, and I, I'm happy coming out of it that like my body feels really good minus like the blisters on my feet from the, the ruck in the sand. So cool. So you're, would you gear up a little bit more for, for next year? You you mean in training prep for Yeah, in terms like prep? I think so. Yeah. Because I really think that with some more specified training in certain areas, um, I could give, uh, I could have a better shot at, you know, making those, top few spots and getting into more events towards the end that looked super fun. So um, yeah, that would be something I would just maybe put a little more emphasis on in like some certain CrossFit or like Metcon style stuff, but also just like brute strength. Getting strong. Cause it was definitely like uh, the brute strength like mattered a lot. Yes, it did. Um, And I know that there are certain, actually, I was talking to Austin Azar about this and he said something that I res- I resonated with that resonated with me a lot. Um, he said, I, and he did really well in this competition. He was super impressive to watch. He made, he made the top eight, right? Yeah. He finished sixth and he was one of those like steady and everything. He didn't blow anyone really out of the water and anything, but he accumulated so few points from being probably like top 10 and everything. Right. Um, but he, he said, I'm, strong but i'm way better at moving weight than lifting weight and mm-hmm. that's exactly how i feel mm-hmm. um so that kind of summed it up in terms of like what worked to my advantage versus not in in the games yeah that's that is a good way to put it because yeah. it is it's different it is yeah i would say so especially when like technique and levers come a little more into play with lifting versus yeah. like moving weight is it's often more aerobic in nature but also like there's less technique. It's more like who can grit it out sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it was real fun for me to follow. I'm glad that, and like that, how well you did in those couple of events. Uh, Thank you. You had, you had a, such a fun time. So next you have the ultra this weekend in New Jersey. That's the plan. Yep. I am currently in Massachusetts with my family, get to visit home. And um, my cousin's actually having a baby shower like the day before New Jersey. So it worked out timing wise to be back. Um, But this is kind of when I mentioned I had priorities in training that I didn't want to sacrifice for GORUCK. This was one of them. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully completing an ultra and qualifying for the Tahoe 24 hour world championships, unless for some reason I completely hate this ultra experience and don't (laughs) want to do ultras anymore. You got to get one. one, So got to get one under the belt first. Yes. And then in two weekends, high rocks world championships. Yes. With Bracken Um, going for doubles and, uh, very excited about that. That's been a focal point of my training since we decided to do this back in November. Um, 
And I feel like training for that has come along really well. And I, in talking with my, my coach Ian and like trying to talk about recovery logistics and all this stuff. Um, first of all, the one way I can look at it is not making it farther in the go rock games left me with more in the tank for this ultra and less recovery to do before the ultra, which I'm for happy sure. about. Yeah. Um, then it's a matter of recovering after the ultra, but I have trust in Ian as a coach to like guide me through recovery and prepping me for Vegas. And personally for me, um, I noticed that sometimes like a bigger stimulus closer to the day helps me f- more than backing off more. So like I'm someone who feels really bad after rest days and Hmm. um, not just like mentally, I know people like get guilty about rest days and all this stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like physically when I start working out the day after a rest day, I often just feel like stale heart rate is elevated and um, all that stuff. So I typically err on the side of like a longer shakeout run before a race and um, a larger stimulus closer to a race than some others might. And with Ian, he was thinking if we stage this right and we lead you up to it correctly, um, this ultra can be your last big stimulus. And then we'll just focus on making sure your legs recover a bit, um, sharpen a tiny bit in the two weeks leading up to Vegas. And then hopefully that, that works well. Cool. Well, your fitness seems to be in the right spot. So you got a couple of fun weeks of competition to, to follow along. So I'm excited for you. Oh, thanks Rich. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, it's been super fun. So I'm excited too. Cool. All right. We'll make sure links your socials and just making sure everybody knows what you're up to on the, on the Torque site. So sweet. Cool. All right, Kat. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Nick Raker, my guy, what's up? What's going on? I'm here. You are here. I'm excited. We're going to talk about some go ruck stuff. We didn't get a great chance to really catch up on. I caught a, caught up a little bit on what I could follow. I was chatting with you a little bit during the competition itself. Uh, but this event kind of popped onto your radar and you're, you're very much in the middle of prepping for the Savage series. Like you're yes. you're at a, you're at a good start with that <clears throat> first yeah. race. Okay. Second race. Good rock effort. Solid. Good effort. Good effort. Got to get the, what was the, the tree hugger? Tree hugger. Yeah. Tree hugger has been in your nightmares, but the next event you got thirds are in a good spot. So yep. there's still three more events for that. And they're all kind of happening in this like, spring summer type of area so when this race kind of popped up it seemed like it was like yeah i'll do it just because it seems fun and it seems like something that you could do particular uh do fairly well in so what were you thinking going into this like wh- how was your training what was your mindset like uh my training was all about just savage race um to be honest i didn't do any rucking beforehand and no rucking. guess what we rucked yeah no rucking. you did ruck I had uh so i mean my mindset was to have fun but to compete i thought for sure i was if the events line up right, um, I would be, I'm in good enough overall fitness. I thought I would for sure make be in the running for some money, but, um, so it was go to have fun, see a lot of people I know, see a lot of friends and, uh, try something new for a change. Cause all I've been doing is running lately. Yeah. And you figure you're, you're a bigger dude when it comes to a runner, you're, you're stronger. You're kind of, you're even on the big side for the, for OCR, I would say. Um, so like something like a ruck seems like it would, and like carries in general are a strength of yours. So it's like, all right, though, just make it a ruck. It'd be something similar. Savage obstacles be like, all right, like you can see how this could all work out. So getting down there, you got to go through the the athlete briefing and all that on yeah. friday you got to see the course on at, at like the actual 
Savage Sand, Force on Friday. Savage yeah. Lot. yeah, it's Sandlot Jacks or whatever. So you show up on Saturday and you're not sure what, what it is, right? Well, yeah, we show up on Friday and then the briefing he goes at 6 a.m. You're going to be on the beach with your rock. And I went, it's pretty early. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, people don't know why um, I've had just a little stomach flare this past two weeks. And it's just hit me pretty hard in the morning. In the afternoon, it's been fine. But the mornings hit me pretty hard. So I was like, that's that's really early for me. <laughs> Even though that's what time I get up and train anyways. I just knew it was going to be a rough, rough thing for me. Yeah, I didn't even think about the time frame for you. Because you, you have a bit of a routine when it comes to getting prepared for that stuff. But it takes, yeah. what, like an hour for you to really kind of yeah. get up and going? When I'm feeling healthy. And now this little flare, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's been like about four hours to get going almost. Jeez. So I, so I start really feeling like myself. Uh, so I got up at 3 a.m. thinking like I would be good, but it just, it just, it just didn't. Adding 45 pounds and then a waist strap to your waist, to your, to your <laughs> gut did not help anything. Yeah. And I mean, it like be, do you think it has more to do with the time of day or actually how long you're awake and you're moving and like your blood's pumping. Uh, I don't, I, I thought it would just be when I wake up and then get going, but I think it might just be time of day because like it has to like with, with six, like from like that 5am to 11, it's been just like, eh, I don't really want to do anything. Cause you probably couldn't even really adjust your, your eating at that point when they tell yeah. you at 5pm or 6pm or like whatever. It's like, all right, well, like, yeah, I have to because that's something that you, you it's like the how much you're eating and when you're eating yep. is something, too. So did you even try to eat before this this rock? No, absolutely no, not. No. Absolutely not. No, I had some I had some Gatorade um, and then you get to the place and I'm like, God, I hope I don't know what the bathroom situation is. They have one bathroom for like 100 athletes. And I'm like, OK, uh, <laughs> of us ran to the Waffle House across the street a couple of times. So that was fine. But um, I mean. And still just, you know, you don't know what's going on. You don't know if it's going to be a four mile, six mile, 10, 12, 20 mile ruck. You don't know because they didn't tell us. Yeah. Um, and they sure weren't going to tell us any time. So like you pack some stuff. I packed a water, uh, a bladder, like uh, I think it was a liter of water, a couple snacks, um, some gels in my pockets. And then that's, that's all I had to go off of. And then, so I did, I talked to Callie before that and uh, before this, so she, she kind of filled us in on some of the details on like the logistics okay. of everything. So we don't have to get too bogged down into okay. it. I know that you're, it was 12 mile run, but you didn't know and you couldn't wear a watch. And I tried to, I had it, I had it in my pocket. I had it in my pocket. I was like, they're not going to check or anything. And then right before we took off, they said, I they said, it's the last warning. If you have watch, Fitbit, phone, voila. You are disqualified from the whole event. I'm like, it's not worth it to, <laughs> kind, of, to kind of hide it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that got your attention. So then yeah. you you get you start, and I would think in general, like the ruck was 45 pounds, Teddy, and yeah. that front pack where you're kind of uh, interchanging, holding that flag yeah. situation. I figured that that would be a place where you might be with that. Yeah. So I was. Too. I was hanging out for a while um, for the first – I never held the flag once. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do this thing. Um, and so I hung back, and it, uh, four of them broke away, like Jarrett, Hunter, Brent, Rylan, 
and then it was Killian a little mm. farther back. This is probably about three or four miles in, and then or two and a half to three miles in four, and then I was back just probably twenty seconds off of Killian with um, Joel Hayes. We ran, we ran majority. Of pro- we probably ran five miles together. Um, so like you're in the top six, top five. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, top top seven. I mean, top six, top seven, and then we catch we catch up to Brent. Um, we probably catch up to Brent around mile four, and that's when my first bathroom break happened to happen. So I sprinted to the ocean, and I was like, gosh, dang it. And then, like, three people passed me. I just got right back at it. Passed, um, I think I passed one of them again. And then and then we finally got to the halfway point, and it's like, okay, I think I'm in, like, eighth or ninth. Uh, and then just another couple more bathroom breaks put me back, I think, to finish 13th. But it was it was rough. Like, like I was picking up some pace and then I went to the bathroom and then freaking just like those last three miles probably is I would mind be going like 15 minute mile pace. It was I, I was feeling like my hips, my shoulders, <laughs> my back, just I could not get going at all. It, it was funny, like uh, I was I was chatting back and forth with you and Callie just like through text and stuff like that and like the difference in responses between the two. Yeah. I mean Callie's been doing some decent volume, she's been like looking to do some ultra stuff and uh and so she was like that was amazing was so funny you were like that fucking sucked that was (laughs) that is the hardest thing i've ever done like those last because like on the way back you can see the hotels the whole time you can see the big buildings and you know that's where you start because that's where all that's where we came out of and these are all just like airbnbs home to the left like you got to get to the to the hotels and they just never they just never got there (laughs) and then i remember thinking like we are bridget brown even caught up to me we ran probably the last two miles together and uh i was talking i was like bridget i'm scared like i think we're just gonna keep on going there's actually not gonna be a finish uh because i couldn't i was like i was like surely we could see this big inflatable finish line i just never did till we were like only like a quarter mile away and then i didn't see anybody there i i didn't see like hunter or jared forever and I was like, they're gonna just have us keep going. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, keep going. Like that's all you need to do. Like, like you got like another five miles. And I was, if they sort of said keep going at the finish line, I might have just bowed out there. I was, I was just cracked. <laughs> did you see like the the CrossFit Games in 2020 when it was only like five of them at the ranch? Yeah. They did like a 5K out. Yeah. And then at the and very end, they had to like, go yeah, back. Yeah. Turn back around and go. I yeah. wouldn't have put him past put it past them to do. I mean, the the not telling you how, like how far you're going and that weird flag situation like that's enough of a mental kind of uh, misdirection that yeah. what else are they gonna do? It's like all right, I, now, um, now go swim or something. Yeah, a funny part right before we took off, uh, <laughs> we we all got. I don't know how much Cali talked about, but we all got in the water. Mm-hmm. do like a little chant or whatever. Then we sung the national anthem and I was right behind I was right in front of Austin Azar. And like it was just I felt bad cuz I was almost chuckling during the national anthem a little bit cuz every now and then I would just hear Austin say a random wor- word in the national <laughs> anthem cuz he's Canadian. Yeah, he's yeah. Canadian. <laughs> so I would just hear him say like a random word like like in the in the song I wouldn't hear him say anything and then I would hear him say something and I would just be like this is this is too funny for me for some reason. <laughs> That, yeah, that would have been we, bad. They would have yeah. they would have sent you in the water. Oh no, I had to like I had to like look away. I felt bad, but I thought it was funny at the same time. And then so you got it done. You had about 
six or seven hours bef- between the uh, first event and the next event at 4 yeah. p.m. So how are you feeling after that 15? I mean, like that that volume itself, I mean, a 12-mile rock, what it had to take. It took me an hour and 43, I think. Which is 45 minutes longer than what you could, your longest ever. What I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the volume alone on that, not even just like the ruck, yeah. was going to be a, was probably going to mm-hmm. be a problem. Yeah. Like I'm still feeling like my hips are not right still. <laughs> like they, I, I, I've only been able to run like two miles at a time. Really? This whole week. Cause I was like, I was like my hip feels like it's not like Terry, but it's like, God, I, I, I need to stop. Like it's getting a little better every day. So it's not like, uh, I know it's not like injured. It's just probably like top, I don't know, worn man. down. Yeah. What, um, like in your hip flexors or where was it? Yeah. It's my hip flexors, my hip flexors. I try to be a quarterback today at work to do like a little, I was doing like a, a three step drop back and like it, my hips were aching the whole time. Do that weird Dak Prescott, like yeah. hip, hip situation. Um, soldier out there hunting what's he doing yeah he's barking i had a i'm teaching him not to bark i took him to savage georgia and he had an all-time bad performance with his barking so i i, I finally i got a, i got a little shot collar yeah and then, when he, and then when he's ever barking even when we're outside in our backyard i got i shock him a little bit yeah i heard those you gotta, you you gotta, gotta, like, super low learn, right? you know yeah, yeah super low yeah yeah i heard that that can like kind of change a dog almost instantly yeah it has um, it has a lot my nice. goodness yeah so how's your mindset after that event? And like coming um, to 15th out of 50th, I mean, it's not where yeah. you want, mm-hmm. but it could have been worse. Yeah. Like, like 13th was fine. Like I came in 13th actually. So like 13th. it was fine. Um, and it was whatever. Like I was hoping like for sure, like I'm one of the better runners here. Like a top five should have probably happened, but it's like, it is what it is. Like I had to use the bathroom. I did it. Most people probably would have just stopped, but I just kept going. So it's just like, that's what I told myself. It's like, you're gritty, Nick. You're a gritty son of a gun. <laughs> uh, uh, but I remember the, like, the last mile of it, I kept telling myself, I am not doing this next year. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not going to do this next year. If I do, I'm going to train up for it at least. But my set was just get home, sleep, rest, finally eat a little something. So I ate a little sandwich, just recover, because I don't know what we're about to do. I don't know if we're going to go ruck again for a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm trying to get ready for like, okay, hopefully there's a couple more endurance events that just really suit me. And, um, yeah, that was my mindset going into it. So then when they did that announcement with that weird, uh, over the head reverse throw and, um, max pull-ups weighted yeah. pull-up, a 20, the guys had, um, yeah, 20 pounds. Yeah. 20 pounds. What were you thinking then? Like, those are okay events. They're not like yeah, things that I didn't just know. bury you. Yeah, I didn't know. They weren't saying like how the scoring was working. I didn't know. I was like, are these two events going to be combined? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are going to probably tie on the Mm pull-ups. You know, like it's pretty easily. Like if you get anywhere from 15 to 20, there's, I think there's probably what, like 30 of us who probably did that. Huge log jam in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I was like, are the throw going to be, oh, that's the tiebreak? And they wouldn't say that at all. They would just say every event is scored individually. I'm like, okay. Um it's so and I was one, yeah, I went. I was one of the last ones to do the pull-ups, just like trying to see, like, okay, I need to get, like, my max fresh, no body, like, no added weight, just body weight. It's twenty three, and I'm like, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be rough. Like, it's like if I can get fifteen, I'm gonna be pretty happy with that because my yeah. shoulders are still just, like, they were just so fried from holding that weight. Um, and I got eighteen, 
Nice. Um, once once my arms went, like some people were like hanging on there, one arm like getting a couple extra. Once my arms went, I was like, okay, we're just gonna because I don't know if we're doing the savage course today or anything. So I just like dropped, saved the grip some more. I got eighteen. I was pretty happy with that amount. Where'd that think, put you? Did you see? Um, yeah, I I saw at the end of it. I think it got me like eighteenth place actually. Really? Yeah. So like huh. right there, about the middle of the pack. Um, I wrote it down. I got my Facebook, whatever. And then we had to go over and do the little toss. And the toss was something else because I thought it was going to be like 30 pounds. It was like five pounds. I know. It's too light. Yeah. It's still. Yeah. Um, I got, oh, no, I got, I got, yeah, I got 18th place with the max pull ups. And then the sandbag toss, I actually got 12th. Oh, um, nice. So looking, and you don't know, they don't tell you the score. I found out about this after everything was over. So like you're looking around, I was like, I think I had a decent toss. I had good form. I knew where to launch it at because you know I'm an athlete. So I, I knew where to I knew where to throw it. Because like Jared Newby, amazing runner, athlete, whatever you want to say, he threw it two feet into the ground. That's all he got. He, then he failed on the second one. Yeah, then he double faulted on the second one. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, because he, he like with his height, he should have been able to really yeah. smoke that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, well, his first throw because I was in the same. I think I was almost right after he just threw it. He just launched it like as soon as like behind his head, <laughs> and it went straight to the ground. I went, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> well, when it's that light, it's yeah. like you could just like not yeah. really. And it looked let like it a go. lot of people. The handle when people are holding it vertical, that's where they you had to get it just right to throw, or mm. it would go straight up in the air or straight to the ground. But if you threw it right vertical, you would get a lot of row, a, a big row after it. Yeah. So, so it wasn't it, where it, it count, landed. Yeah. It, it would count where, where it stopped. ended. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't mess with it. I just put my handleball, my handle um, horizontal and just threw it like that. So I didn't get much of a roll after it, but I had a decent throw. So you must be figuring, all right, we're middle pack on everything uh, yeah. coming into the mile. Yep. Uh, and then, so it, it's a running event, but it's pretty heavy pretty heavy my gut's not feeling well and how i'm lined up you line up in the position how you finish the 12 mile ruck right and so you're in three across so i'm five rows back right um and so you're like and it's on you have to stay on the concrete and it's like three body three bodies wide so you're like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to i don't i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get out in front of people and everybody's I'm going starting, slow yeah, yeah i'm starting way i'm starting all the way back here yeah but you managed. How, how did yeah. you manage to navigate your way through that? As soon as as soon as they said go, I just went. Just I put went your head down. I went. I went. I went to the outside. Everybody went to the inside to start running. I went to the outside, passed everybody besides Hunter, and I just I committed. Like as soon as I saw I was in second, like I got in second half a lap into the oh, nice. four lap thing. So I was like, as soon as I, I said I'm committed, like it it hurt. Um, and then every lap I changed up my positioning of it, so I kept it on one side the sandbag and then the second lap i would put it on both shoulders one side both shoulders so i just switched it up a little um did it get nasty right away or did it take it was like a half mile it took probably after one lap it was like i i was questioning myself did i go out too hot (laughs) like it it started hurting pretty bad Uh, but that's one of those things where it probably sucked for everybody a quarter yeah and that's what yeah and but at the same time, I was like, God, I think people are about to be catching me. And when nobody was catching me, I was like, okay, I just 
just have to keep going. And then Jared got me with about a half a lap to go. Yeah, it looked um, like it was almost like it was going to come down to like a finishing kick. Yeah. <laughs> finishing kick with 100 pounds on your back. <laughs> just um, going for three miles yeah. an hour is like three and a half but I was, miles an hour. I was right behind Hunter for the first two laps. I was like, okay, I'm doing I'm doing well. I, I really shocked myself on that. I knew it has no like because I'm doing this, it, it translates to this. But I am just doing one day a week. I'm training for a fast road mile. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that translates at all to that. But probably not. Just maybe heart. Maybe just how my heart rate feels. That's all maybe. I can think of. Maybe. Yeah. Just like the intensity of that. How long did it take? How long were you out there? For I didn't have my watch on. I think it was. It was probably right out like six minutes or so. Oh really? Was that fast? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it was a full mile. Oh really? Some like people. Some people on their watch had it a mile. Some people had like point eight. And I was like, guys, have you ever ran on a track? We it was four laps, right? Yes, it was four laps. I was like. I don't think a football field could fit inside of this place right now. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a lap of a track. So yeah, it's a probably point mm-hmm. eight point eight five or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that might that must have give you a good confidence because that I might give you a big up. jump into the on the standings. Too. I was fired up. I was like, we need. I was like, I need another one. Like I need another running event like that. I was, I was fired up because um, then they said we get a thirty minute break after that. I was like, okay, thirty minutes. We're they're going to make us do, they're going to have us do like another high intense 10 to 15 minute workout. And I was like, that's exactly what I need to do. That's exactly what I need. And, it, but it, and it wasn't, <laughs> but it wasn't, yeah. I was, I was really surprised about the, the, the programming on that first day. It's like all just one thing. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. So the next event was the farmer's walk one. Yeah, so it was a farmer's walk with 45-pound ruck and then the 60-pound sandbags. And, like, I know about how I am fresh, and I'm like, I'm probably not going to be one of the better guys in this. Did you hook grip it? Yes. You did? Yeah. Did it help? A little bit. It probably gave me another 100 yards or so. Okay. Um, But, like, I, I think I looked around, and I was, like, one of the – like one, I think I placed. I placed twenty eighth in it. Really, so back of the so back second half. So there's only forty one competitors. So I finish less than fifty percent up. The bigger dudes had an advantage in that. Maybe, and my shoulders. I, I just didn't respond. My shoulders were shot. I know everybody's shoulders were shot, but mine. I just couldn't do anything about it. They were did shot. The, did your boy Brent win that? Uh, I, I think Olaf he did. Won. Olaf. It was hard to tell because you could have. They was so many people like there wasn't enough room like i don't know if olaf if he's going at a slower pace um because brent could have been going at a faster pace but dropped but since he was going faster he could have covered more ground because like i was short like my left shoulder was touching rylan and my right shoulder was touching mac when we started so when they said go i took a whole like three seconds to even grab my bag and pick up and go because it was just till you dropped it yeah it wasn't like a time yeah right so you don't know. I think Olaf won, but Brent could have won that too. Did you like that event? I liked it because I was like, this definitely should be like, this makes sense. Grip strength. It's a little bit of tr- grip endurance. Like this, this makes sense. Like this event, like max farmers carry, like yeah, it does take conditioning. Um, like that was, I was fine with that. Like that was, I just didn't, I knew I just wasn't good at it. It just wasn't that it wasn't yeah. your day for that. No. Okay. Yeah. Got like it. It, I, I, that makes sense to programming for it. So then after like the 
the your your best showing and then i guess uh-huh. what would be your worst showing yeah. probably just put you right back in that middle spot right where you yeah. were just kind of cancel yeah. each other out and i went back and then back my next like event was my next event was my worst showing the overhead yeah um i got 35th Oof, so out of 50 yeah or was it still 50 at that point? no it was 40 there was only 41 competitors oh okay yeah so i i i let me and rylan made it to two minutes and we dropped at the same wow. time and I was like, how? I thought that was pretty good effort. Two minutes. <laughs> like, I know. And then you just have people growing up on farms carrying hay bales for their, their <laughs> whole lives, just like holding it over their shoulders. Like, this is, this is really impressive. If um, I would have been bummed out to see that one too. I saw you did take your time getting it up over your head, which was smart. Yeah. 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 Cause I was like, they were like, people were putting up immediately. I was like, I'm going to wait till I have it on my shoulders. It's just going to take me a second to get up. Yeah. Um, so I did wait till the final second. And that's where I wish we could have switched that out. I mean, it's pretty selfish because it helps me. I wish we could have switched that out to like, I don't know, Max Burpee over Sandbag uh, for, for five minutes or something. Cause it did like, the farmer's walk and the shoulder hold it's like yeah. two isometrics essentially yeah. you know mm-hmm. it's basically like doing like a max plank yeah it's like pretty boring stuff and yeah. that's another one like yeah like maybe a crossfitter a gymnast someone that, like because if you're not working specifically overhead like there's no need for us yeah runners or ocr people to have that much overhead stability uh-huh. um, so yeah i would have been bummed to see that yeah but if that's what and no, I have military friends say, yeah, they make us, they say like for punishment, they have to hold things over their head for, I was like, okay, military right. company makes sense, but for money, it kind of didn't, but anyways. <laughs> but for what we're doing here, yeah. uh, dumb. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one thing too, it's like, it's not, they didn't do it for the spectacle, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like, oh, this is not fun to watch because no one was really watching. Yeah, you know, so I guess they could just do whatever they want from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So after the day, you're probably somewhere in the. 15. I was thinking I was anywhere from like ten to fifteen. Yeah, um, and they didn't tell us. And then the next day, they uh, they calling out points, and I'm like in the thirties, and I'm thinking like this doesn't make any sense. Like I know I was pretty bad at the overhead at farmers. So I was like, but I have, I know I have a top three finish. And I know I was like, and then I was thinking like pull-ups, I had to be like one of the last ones. But I was like, I I was like, I'm top 15 in the ruck, third in the in the thing. Like it doesn't make any sense. So like, and so I just did the savage rig thing, like, oh yeah, I'm like in like 30th place. So we're just gonna go. And then after I got done with it, the head guy called me up and showed me my points. And it showed me they showed me I got last in the ruck. And they 15? gave me 41 points for the ruck. In the first ruck? Yeah. And I was like, what's going on here? And and I quickly didn't, because they were about to go. So I quickly did the math in my place and I finished ninth because I was, I was still only two points out or two or three points out from eighth. So I was like, I wasn't making a big, I wasn't going to like try to make the stop the whole competition. But if redo I redo everyone's if, points, but if I did the points and I, I was tied or ahead of eighth place, I would have like, I would have thrown my hands up called it shot a firework off in the air like cause it like we got to figure this out but since because they probably screwed somebody else's up then. yeah yeah you know? well, it was so that was that that was kind of upsetting because i was one of the last because you went to the savage course in the order you're in so i was one of the last ones to do it um i wish i could have gone against one of the top guys but still i had a blast during the savage course 
Wait, did you win the Savage Course? I got fifth. Nice. Yeah. It was Hunter, nice. Mac, Hunter Kimson. won. Yeah. What a beast. Kimson and then um Jarrett and I. Nice. And Jarrett and Mac went together, and Mac just blew Jarrett out of the water. I thought Jarrett just had a bad time. He didn't. Mac just <laughs> Mac had an incredible time. That's just like Mac's kind of a one-trick pony, and that's kind of his trick, right? Just getting through. He's more a yeah. ninja warrior than OCR athlete. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like he he was great at that. And but I had a pretty good run. I mean, did some good some good obstacles. Um, what was yeah. um. And yeah, Callie took us through the whole, basically she just okay. the whole thing down the back. So yeah. what was like a part where you did well in, in the, in the um, part? Anchors away. I did really well. Uh, I that was early, anchor. right? Yeah. It was very early. So like it was whatever, but you know, I only took two swings and I've never been able to do it on my, when you hit the bell, I've always had to come down and then take the ring off my, my ring off the um, anchor. But at, as soon as I hit the bell, I was able to take the ring off before I even hit the ground. Like I just oh, took sweet. it with me. So that saved me a couple seconds. And yeah, then, so you got to remember what you did there. Run it yeah. your head over and over. Uh-huh. So for and, so you're not doing Charleston or no? You're no, not, I am. Hopefully, okay. hopefully, hopefully the hip's good. I should be okay. there. Yeah. Um, but um, then the Savage rig, I didn't do it that smooth, but I'm glad my effort on the cheese board, I slipped and I was just hanging there by one arm for like two seconds or three seconds. Like I spun around and I'm just hanging there with one arm. My my, I'm like I can feel my grip is just like blown up, and I just swung back up on it and finished the rig. So I was like, okay, like a year ago, two years ago, I would have just fell off that thing right there. But I was able to hang on to it. Was it pretty nasty, like for grip stuff? Where it was pumped? like even getting up the the mega wall, like my grip was gone. My grip was blown up. I couldn't like I got to the top. I was like, I can't physically pull myself up. <laughs> I'm done. I just had to like shuttle like my shoulders up there and it just roll over. Um, yeah. So it was good. It was, I took some chances like trying to kick a bell. I missed with on the sawtooth and monkey bars. I, I went like pretty far out to try to kick it completely missing my foot. And I just barely hit it with my finger before <laughs> I touched the ground. <laughs> it's a good a place hero. to try stuff like yeah. that. Especially if I thought I was 30th in 30th place. I thought I was in 30th. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, do, try to do some stuff to mess up other people's top eight finish. Um, yeah. But probably before going into that, I was probably like 15th or so. Right. Actually, right. Yeah. Which, would, which would make sense. Yeah. So it's probably better, right? So you're mm-hmm. not pressing and you're like, ah, whatever, yeah. screw it. And that's, how, yeah. that's when you perform well is when you're like, whatever, let's just go. Yeah. Let's just get after it and have some fun. Um, yeah. Do you think that we'll see like a short course savage? I, lo- I would love it. Um, I mean, they got a they would have to do it at a, another location or something because they to do it the how obstacles. they did it there. Like all their obstacles are, you know, they'll be out on course, but right. I would love it. They did just a short series app in Ohio somehow, like after the championship, they just did like, Hey, let's do 500 bucks. The winner for this. That would be cool. I've mentioned this a couple of times, but I think that they like Savage should just steal the Spartan cross. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, it's better. It's better here than what yeah. you're doing. Like three yeah. laps, or even like what Hildebrand. Hildebrand mm-hmm. was like, it was like a little bit too long. I thought. Yeah, I mean, it was a five k. Was a five k? I get yeah, because yeah, Spartan Cross is a three k, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hildebrand was like a but, little too long. Yeah. Um, right, none of my hands ripped. Nice. Not, nothing ripped on me. What so was ripping like, people? Was it the cheese board? I don't know. It was just all the, just I mean, there was, 
I mean, it was six or seven grip intensive stuff. So it was just by the time we got, I mean, we already did the farmer's carry the day before pull-ups. Some people played too much on Friday and ripped their hands. Like Callie did that. So it was like a lot of people's hands were probably worn down. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think you would have done in the last two or three workouts? Um, I think the first one I would have been fine at. I would have had to go if I would got eighth because I was like, gosh, I could have been could have competed against Hunter. That would have been so cool to do. Like, and to do because you did obstacles and lifted. I don't think I could have beat him, but with those obstacles, I if I could have got a lead, that would have been cool. Um, did he beat Preston pretty bad? By he just beat. I think he beat by a couple seconds, but like he just beat him to beat him. Like I don't think Hunter was like pressing at all. Yeah, um, he had a good lead coming off of the obstacles for sure. Yeah, because I thought when I saw that matchup, I was like, that's not a great matchup for him. Because Preston's like, I, I didn't know what the what the events were. It was obstacle yeah. stuff first. It was, yeah. You had to do the monkey bars over the A-frame. Then you took your ruck and you did a bear crawl under the um, low crawl. And then you put your rucksack on and you carried um, your sandbag probably like 20 to 25 yards. And then when you would come back, you had to jump over a wall. Um, and it went like it went 60, 80, 100, 120. The sandbags did so you had four rounds pretty much. Okay, so you did the same thing, yeah. So you didn't have to do you only had to do the, the monkey bars once, but you just had to go back and forth carrying the sandbags. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't think Preston was a great matchup because Preston's so strong and he's good at like yeah. the shorter. So it's like, mm -hmm. hey, if Hunter slips up on something, I think Preston can get it right, right. Um, and then the Jared and Brent race was Brent close thing, too, I mean, right? went back and forth because I Brent had a commanding lead because Jared cracked his head going like over fell the down wall, or something, right? Yeah. Fell down, hit his head. He was just laying there. I was going to get <laughs> up and he was just laying there. It's like, you got to get up because you never know what could happen. And Brent, he threw his sand, his second to last sandbag down. He threw it down, but it didn't, it only went halfway across the line and he was almost all the way back to the wall till he finally heard them yelling, like, go back, go back, go back. So we had to go all the way back, and that gave Jared enough time to get a lead. Um, so it really is never over till it's over. But um, so that was, I mean, that went back and forth. Both of them made mistakes. Yeah, Jared was like, I, he's saying he might have a concussion. Yeah, and after his wrestling, he might have a concussion. Yeah. He might have more than that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, that, that, I mean, Hunter had a good matchup against Mac in that second one. He yeah, the second knew. one I would have done well because I don't know how to use my feet for the rope climb. Oh, so it would have been, I don't know, figuring out that. Yeah, and Hunter and Jared are both tall. Yeah, you know, Jared especially mm -hmm. can just like yeah crush those things. And then the wrestling. Yep, the wrestling. I could have. I wish I could have wrestled the whole time. Hey. I wanted to wrestle. That's absurd to me. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I love it actually. Why? I don't know. It was just something to do. After I was like, Ryle, do you want to wrestle? We always started wrestling. Let's just wrestle. Just yeah. the, the boys are out, just looking to wrestle. Yeah. One time. I mean, it's, uh, not a, it's not an OCR event. It is a military event. But it's still like you can't prepare for wrestling. Like no. just invite wrestlers then. If yeah, you or, or like or just invite military personnel like to, and then like the style of it, I, I had a problem with like, you could let like submitting people. Yeah. That was a little, I liked where like it was a Spartan games. If you just knock somebody down to a point, cause it's like, like sumo. Yeah. yeah. But, um, 
then like Mac having his arm around Kempsey, like Mac is just a freak, huge, strong guy. Um, and he doesn't know what he's doing in a wrestling pit. Like it's pretty clear. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He could, he could hurt him. Really but, hurt um, him. When it's in that, that competition, it's not like they're yeah. goofing around. Yeah. I like Kim's, I like Kim's mindset after he said, um, there's no, there's no, um, weight divisions in life. Like, you know, I was like, I like that. I like that attitude. Yeah, but in life, I'm probably not going to try to fight a guy like Mac. No, probably not. You know, there's a little bit more sense than that. Uh, And I guess, I guess it's just like the tough guy thing to be like, yeah, wrestling was cool, but like to 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 finish up for a a, for for 15 grand, yeah, two yeah two day long fitness competition, and now wrestle. Like, all right, cool, yeah. well, cool, man. So next year they're going to do it. Would you, would you do it again? So I, I said in the ruck I did not want to do it, but knowing I was only three points away from top eight, I was like, I got to I got to want to try to do it again and train up just so my hips are not dying. You just need to spend more time rucking. Yeah, we got yeah. a ruck now. They gave okay. us all rucks. Oh, sweet. Not the weight, but they gave us a ruck bag. Yeah, and they're expensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like three hundred dollar bags they were giving us. Nice, sweet. Yeah. So you got some swag. Yep. Some swag. They give us shoes, a sandbag. I was like, how am I gonna get this in my flight? But figured it out. Nice. Yeah. You could do it. So cool. So what next you have you're thinking Charleston? Yeah, I'm like 90% sure I'll be at Charleston. Um, I just haven't ran much this week. I know I'm still in shape, but it's just like I haven't ran much because uh, a little flare and um like I'm just trying to baby my hip. Like it's still a long year. And then what after that? It'll be Maryland Savage at the end of May, and then Ohio Savage in June. So and three savages is what you got. Three savages is all I have till till June. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, cool, man. We'll be looking. We'll be looking forward to seeing how you're doing. You're in. I'm in six. 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 So I think the best I can do is maybe third because that eleventh place really hurt me. Maybe, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. You never know. Some people might get injured. They might not be able to might go to the yeah. yeah. So it's get like you got to keep yeah, you got to yeah. keep going. Yeah, you never know. Have you had COVID yet? Nope. Oh wow. Yeah. So you're probably gonna get it soon. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Deciding, deciding nope. not. Yeah. Just, just uh, that's what I did for a long time. I just opted out and said no thanks. But then eventually I was like, all right, fine. I'll just have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I haven't got it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, cool, man. Well, nice job over the weekend, and we'll be uh, looking forward to seeing how the progress continues. Hell, yep. Thank you, Rich. All right, dude. Better.